0: let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of god hello and welcome to the presence podcast this is rick and you are here with me this evening and it's a sunday evening for episode number 203 203. and uh wow it was a full day i love summer sundays Now, the reason I love summer Sundays is because there is no schoolwork, no homework to do, no classes to prepare for. I really could just enjoy my day. And I did. I really did. And um, I did a number of things today that helped me to experience the presence of God. But I think one in particular, which was combined a number of things that I liked doing, But what made it special and what I think really showed the presence of God is um, something unexpected, an unexpected animal, just like yesterday's, but in a different way. So throughout the day, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And um, come join me here on my porch, Serenity Place, Serenity Way, uh, Shalom Place, excuse me. And uh, I'll tell you about my day. So this morning I got up and worshipped, and that was good. And um, saw some friends, and sang, and listened to good message. And then um, after lunch, I had to uh, had some um, some time on this this just really nice, sunny, warm, but not too hot afternoon. And um, was going to go for a walk with my son, invited him to walk, but he opted out, decided he was going to ride his bike by himself a little bit later, and, and that was good. And, and I think he, um, he probably benefited from that. But what I was able to do, again, because there was no homework to get done, I was able to go and walk in a metro park. And I've mentioned these before on the podcast. These are, are local parks that um, are free. And they're right in the midst of everything, so you don't have to go very far to them. I've got two, really three, nice ones that are, are close to where I live. And then there's a, a dozen more or so in our Columbus metro area. Well, I went to a park that I've, I've just had a lot of experience with, probably the one I know the best. And I hiked or walked, really, a trail that is one I know quite well. And that I've walked numerous times with friends and with, with others. This park has a lot of meaning to me. Well, today was interesting. I walked by myself and um, wasn't sure what I was going to listen to. Whenever I, I, I walk, I, I'm very mindful of, of what I listen to. Because I think, especially when I walk in nature, it's important that what I'm hearing in my ears is in sync with what is around me. Yeah, and sometimes I'll, I'll not even listen to anything but the sound of, of the nature and, and the sound of what is around me. But today I listened and um, started listening to a playlist of uh, recovery songs that um, have been meaningful to me recently. I've shared on this podcast that I've really kind of re upped my recovery work, um, recovery work in the 12 step movement. As I say each time I talk about that, I, I'm not going to break my anonymity with a specific program, except to say that it is about relationships and helping my relationships with others and with myself to be better. And um, so I was listening to songs that, that would help me toward that end, and then I decided that I was I was actually going to listen to uh, something, a podcast, and actually it's an audio book that um, I, I'm not really it's significant and it's important. And I'm going to talk about it on this podcast, but that's not what I want to talk about tonight. But what was significant is that at the beginning of my walk, the very beginning, really, as I was entering the the main part of the trail, I encountered an animal. Now, you may remember yesterday's podcast was um, reflection on uh, a bird that flew into my screen and, and just sort of about being blocked and how I put up walls and, and so forth. Well, today I saw an animal that is, is, you know, not to be, you know, not unexpected on a trail like the one I was walking on, but, but one I don't see very often. I, I don't see this animal very often. I see squirrels and deer and birds. But today there was a snake not a big snake, a little snake, um, a thin snake. And what was interesting was he wasn't moving. He was definitely alive because I could see him, you know, kind of moving. But he didn't seem scared to me. And I was close to him, close enough to take a photo or two. And I'll post those on my um, website on my Facebook page. But I also was able to just notice and look and... I took this as a very important sign, and here's why. Because years ago, when I was in another period of my life when major transitions were happening, I was at a monastery in the desert and um, was walking from where we were staying to the, the um, where the prayer was, and, and there was a rattlesnake, a small rattlesnake, a baby rattlesnake, across my path. and. That really made an impression on me. And I've seen snakes other times. There have been other key times when I've seen snakes, different kinds of snakes. And I've never had a particular um, like or dislike for them. I've been pretty neutral on them as far as, you know, do I like them or not? But I do feel that as far as a, a spirit guide or an animal guide, the snake is it for me. Now, it's interesting because I um, found this book at the library. I always like to go to the new library shelves. There's always the most interesting things there, and and all kinds of different books are in one place. And I found this book that I just thought was kind of interesting. It's on Spirit Clans, Native Wisdom for Personal Power and Guidance. Now, just a couple of things. First of all, I know that there is all sorts of feeling and, and attitudes about white people like myself, appropriating native people's spirituality and native people's myth and legend and lore. And um, I, I'm conscious of that. I am aware of that. And um, I, I, I tread lightly when I do that. And um, secondly, also I am aware that, you know, within the framework of mainstream Christianity and Catholicism, that you know, things like spirit clans and spirit guides, or or maybe, you know, definitely sort of out of the pale. That being said, I, I feel that God speaks in a lot of different ways. And I know that when I was in the desert, um, six years ago, I think now maybe seven, the dates kind of blur together over time. But, um, when I was in the desert in the experience that I just described with the, the, the snake, the rattlesnake, not only were was I really experiencing native spiritualities as we visited the Navajo reservation and the Hopi reservation and um, various um, other native peoples that we encountered, but also my Catholicism really was tapped into and touched and electrified. And I, I think there's a connection between the two. Now, certainly colonization of Catholics, Catholics colonizing the native peoples in the desert southwest, there was a, a terrible history of that. That being said, there is a harmony, I think, between incarnation, which is at the heart of Christianity and and Catholic Christianity in particular, and native spirituality, the great Spirit, the Holy Spirit, being physically manifest in the earth and in creation, in various ways. So I looked up snake, and I just wanted to close with this thought because this is important to me as I again, you know, revisit, revitalize, reup my recovery. And it talks about the snake and the characteristics of the snake, and I, I'm not going to go into that. But what it does say that I think is interesting is that snakes were put on the earth to save us from extinction, snake clans. They hold a key to the earth's survival. Snakes' clan energy brings inevitable change and bears a closeness to the very very sources of life. Snake clan people are keepers of lost knowledge. They hold wisdom dating from long before human history. They're the great shamans, doctors, and medicine people. If healing yourself or others is your passion, call to the snake woman or the snake man for help. Let the snake be your guide to a spiritual and physical rebirth. So this strikes me as a message from God, as a companion, perhaps the snake, because I am in a period of healing and rebirth. I feel that. And I'm grateful for today, for seeing a snake in the wild, for being mindful enough to pay attention, for the wisdom and the encouragement of a book like this to help me understand. So, thinking of animals, what might your spirit animal be? What animal, not that you like particularly, what animal do you resonate with? What animal you feel connected to in some way and within your own framework of your faith and your understanding and your experience of God, what does that animal tell you? What does it speak to you that God may be speaking to you as well? As always, thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.